0: Whether you're looking for inspiration to get started or strategies to get growing, I am here to help you create abundance in every area of your life and business. Welcome. Hey there, this is your host, Patty Lennon, and I am so appreciative that you've decided to grant me some of your precious time and listen to this podcast. Thank you for being here. Today, I want to share something pretty crazy, which is the fact that I have been speaking to coronavirus. I was doing an interview on my podcast producer's own podcast. And earlier today, that will be out in a couple of weeks. And she asked me, how did I decide what I choose to share on this podcast? And I had said, that I borrowed my answer from Brene Brown. When I heard her ask the same question, she said, I only share what I'm okay with the audience knowing in terms of as long as I don't need the audience to be okay with what I'm going to say, then I know I'm ready to share it. But if I need the audience to to be okay with it, to take care of me in some way, then I don't share it. And so I've been getting these messages from coronavirus for a couple of weeks now, but I really wasn't okay with sharing it because I really was somewhat concerned with how people would react to the fact that I supposedly was speaking to coronavirus. Because let's face it, that sounds a little bit like I'm crazy. And I am not so far in my journey of admitting that I you know, talk to dead people <laughs> and hear spirit guides. You know, I haven't lived my whole life with these gifts or at least not with them consciously. And, you know, I do pride myself on being a pretty quote unquote normal person or at least what's the right word? Maybe singing person. And it does sound a little kind of cuckoo to say that you're talking to coronavirus. So that was a piece of why I didn't share it. Probably the bigger piece though was I have a very strong position in my business that I will do no harm. I feel that at the depths of my being that I, if I think there is a chance that something I do might hurt another person, I don't do it. And you know that goes for marketing and not being manipulative. That goes for being honest with what I say whether I might lose a quote unquote sale over that complete direct honesty or not, I do feel being transparent is one of my responsibilities as a business owner, as a speaker, as whatever else I consider myself to be. And the reason I wondered whether these messages might do harm is that you know, I know that this has been a time of crisis for many. This has been a fairly traumatic experience for many. And if you're one of them and something I said made you hurt more, that would not be okay. But at this stage in our isolation, so at the time we're recording this, it, where I live in Connecticut, we're four weeks into isolation. I think that we've had enough time to adjust to this. And I have also shared these messages from coronavirus in two private communities and multiple people felt that I should share them more publicly, that they were helpful and they were healing and they were encouraging. And so that's really what pushed me to decide to share it here on the podcast. So I want to start by saying I didn't intend to have a conversation with coronavirus. Honestly, I didn't really Think of coronavirus as an entity, you know, a spiritual entity. I really saw it as more of a, I don't know, I guess it just matter. And what had happened was that I was doing a group, an oracle card group reading, and I went to go grab a deck of cards. I was looking at all my Oracle card decks, feeling which one was calling to me, and the sacred geometry deck jumped out at me which I haven't used in probably two years. And I thought, well, of course, sacred geometry, because all of nature is based on sacred geometry. And at the time that I was doing this reading, this was three weeks ago. So it was right at the beginning of when at least me in Connecticut was really starting to understand the depth and severity of what we were going to be going through with this virus. So I thought, well, obviously all nature is based on sacred geometry, even this virus. So how fitting that this would be the card, the deck of cards that would be calling to me. And as I picked up the deck of cards, immediately I felt the presence of this entity that want that had a message. And when I dropped into who that was or what that was, and it, you know, the entity told me that she was coronavirus, and it was a a female. Essence that I perceived, or I should say, a feminine essence. It doesn't mean it was necessarily like a gender based entity, just that it felt like a feminine energy. And so, when I asked her, you know, what message she had, she said, and it w- her message was filled with such love. She said, You know, I just want you to know how much I love you, all of you, meaning all of humanity, and it, and It pained her that she was causing us so much pain. And what she most wanted us to know was that the destiny of this process was love. And then she showed me something. She didn't really describe it to me. She more showed it to me was that the virus, as it encounters love, mutates in a positive way. And as it encounters hate and anger and violence and fear, it mutates in a more I guess quote unquote destructive way. So I share that and and that week someone questioned me and said, Well, I know someone who's a very loving person that has COVID-19, you know, who has become symptomatic because of the virus. How do you explain that? And the thing is I don't claim to have some deep understanding of how the virus itself works. And that wasn't what the mutation was about. In fact you know when when i was shown what i saw it wasn't necessarily that you know i'm loving so i'm not going to get the virus and and someone else is less so you know may, maybe more hate based and they're going to get the virus it didn't look that way it was just more that this these cells are bouncing around and as they come into contact with Certain energies, they're mutating, but it doesn't mean they're mutating instantly. You know, it was sort of this evolution that was happening. And my sense was that probably if someone was loving and it did enter their system, that would be the strongest point of mutation, meaning it would be once it left their body, it would be something different, not necessarily it wouldn't affect them. And when I thought about the people that are dealing with the you know, COVID nineteen and certainly who are who have the most severe symptoms, that was what held me back from sharing this message because I would not want for them to think that I was suggesting that there was anything negative inside of them that drew that virus to them. I think that's a very destructive conversation that I see happen in a lot of spiritual communities that somehow when bad things happen to us, you know, we've attracted it. And when uh, someone else is having a situation that's pleasant or wonderful, it's because they attracted that. And it really sets up this right, wrong, good, bad dynamic. I, don't, I think it's so much more complicated than that. You know, I my mom, as I've shared before, had cancer and ultimately crossed, you know, ultimately died as a result of, you know, the cancer taking over her body she had lung cancer she was a smoker when she was younger there's explanations for it but i it's just not that simple that you know and and so the cancer is in her lungs and lungs have to do with grief and you know we could take that down a path where that means that her grief was unhealed and blah 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 and it's, that's not what i witnessed in her what i witnessed through my own personal journey with her cancer, this is through my lens, is she chose to exit the planet in a very slow-moving disease or with the process of a slow-moving disease because letting go of her was such a hard process for all of us. And I truly believe she, at the soul level now, not the human level, but at the soul level, she chose that path to exit the planet. In part to give us time to say goodbye. Now, is that the only reason she got cancer? Absolutely not. There, is there a mystery around you know what that was for her and her soul's journey? A hundred percent. It's not a mystery. I claim to understand, but I certainly don't think because she was this lower level thinker or this negative thinker that that was really why her body wasn't able to heal from cancer. I I really feel that that journey. To cross over was a very purposeful one. I believe that for every human being. So, if you are listening and you right now have the virus, or you have, and you have, and you're symptomatic from it, or you've got something else going on physical, I don't think it's because you're not being positive thinkiness enough. I know I just made up those words, but I I don't think it's that simple you know i think there's there's such a complex relationship going on between us our minds our souls and our bodies and then the world and every other being in it that it can't be simplified to that so i'm going to share some additional messages that came through coronavirus with the latest one and just coming through today i'm recording this podcast that you're getting on wednesday i'm recording it on monday so it has not been that long since i got this message but i've gotten A number of messages from her, and some were more just more of the same, I would say. And some of them were a little bit different, and there were some interesting points to it. And so I want to share those, the sort of the highlight reel of the messages that have come through. And again, if this gives you any sort of bad feeling, this idea that I'm talking to coronavirus or that these messages feel unfair which would be completely reasonable. You know, like we're suffering. So many people are suffering as a result of this. How can love be this journey, right? How is how is this love? It's okay to have those questions. It's okay to be angry about that. Really, it's okay to feel whatever you're feeling. And, and in fact, I encourage you to feel what you're feeling, but feel it fully. And then I want you to drop down and have your own conversation with coronavirus. Because even if you don't believe in the spiritual aspect that i feel inside this virus and i'll talk to you that a little bit more even if you just want to look at it from a psychological standpoint where we create archetypes in our minds for many different things coronavirus can be a really powerful archetype for you to play with it can represent you know destructive forces it can represent the you know, the part of you that feels like a virus. It can represent the part of the world that feels like a virus. Whatever, you know, metaphor is working for you, you can still have a conversation with this energy that's creating these emotions inside of you. So anyway, I'm going to skip forward to another conversation I had with her because for the first week, she was pretty much giving me variations on the original message, but something different happened in the second week. So that would be almost well, it would be two weeks ago now, based on when you're listening, if you're listening on the day this drops. So at that point she was she was really, really frustrated with humanity. And what she showed me was that the virus as matter, you know, was still on the earth plane. But the soul, the coronavirus soul, she showed it to me almost her as like a soul, just the way that we are soul and human. She's like soul and matter, or soul and virus. So the soul of the coronavirus was very distant from the matter, matter um, that she was spending time sort of on this like other plane, this other dimension. And I got the sense she, she was there with some spiritual advisors. And again, this is me trying to translate for you what she showed me very quickly, but essentially when she had moved through the earth plane, when she had made this plan as a soul to be a part of this transformation, evolution we're going through, she was much more optimistic about humanity's ability to change. And she started to see how (laughs) her optimism was being challenged by humanity's response to what was going on. And she really sort of was just up there and like, oh, I, I am so disappointed in humanity right now. And her guides were kind of saying like, we told you this was going to be a harder job than you thought. And, and so that was really interesting to observe because every other communication I have with the other side of the veil are usually with spirit guides, you know, more evolved beings that sort of have answers, I would say more than questions. And she seemed to have more questions in that moment. And just the feeling I got from her was why can't we rise to the occasion? And I challenged her on that. And I said, well, you know what? I'm working really hard to be good. You know, at that point I was, I, I was you know calling friends that i knew were going to shelter in place alone i was calling parents that i you know friends that had kids i knew it was going to be a struggle for them i was making sure i was checking in with all my local businesses i was letting i mean i was i was doing all the things and i knew a lot of people that i knew were doing the same as well and i said to her well that's not very fair because a lot of us are doing a lot of the right things and at least we're trying. And she said, You're right, you're right. You know, you're you're fine, and they're fine, because she was referring to the community I was speaking to, which were people who were really spiritually driven. You know, you just keep doing what you're doing, was really where she left it off. And I was like, All right. And I came back to her a day or two later, um, because I had heard some really I'm in the States, by the way, and and I had heard some very critical commentary about the way president Donald Trump is handling everything. And I'm, like I said, in Connecticut, I grew up in New York. So there was also sort of this comparison to governor Cuomo, who's handling his state in, in a way that other people felt was better, you know, at least the people that were around me. And I was curious, you know, was, I asked coronavirus was, the way Donald Trump was handling it, President Trump handling it, was that part of the problem? Like, was he part of the problem or was he part of the solution? Like, was it what he was doing, moving us in the direction she was hoping we'd go in or was his stuff like adding to her frustration? And she just sort of threw up her arms, you know, energetically and was like, more disgust (laughs) the limitation of my mind or my thinking. And she said that's the problem. That is the problem that you you would think that he has any more power in the trajectory that we are all headed than any other human. And she was like you are all equal. And she said he does something and then people around him respond to it, and then people around them respond to those people, and it creates this ripple effect. And it is the ripple that is being worked on right now. And that for us to point to a person, an individual, and want to place blame or power or reward for any of this, Is part of the problem that we must all stand in our own power and understand the power we have to transform this world right now with our own energy. And that we must all take responsibility for the responses that we have to things that happen around us. And that, that was really fascinating to me because it certainly lined up with. What I know to be true spiritually, it's lined up with what I hear from beings from the other side of the veil all the time, including my own parents. You know, that it is our own individual power to love that, that is the change and is the power for change on this planet and that no one is powerless. And that really intrigued me because there's very, very few times where I'm speaking to a being that isn't human, where I don't sort of feel the direction we're headed in, in the conversation. Like I I feel almost guided and led where with coronavirus, I keep feeling like she keeps slapping me upside the head, like wake up, wake up. And it's been a very different experience, really fascinating. So I'm going to fast forward to to the conversation I had with her this morning which was very brief but I was I was actually doing a card reading for the receiving school and for that community and in the middle of the reading all of a sudden I could feel that there was a message coming through and so the way I feel this is almost like there's almost like a static in me getting a download, which means that there's some other voice or energy or being trying to communicate. And so I paused for a moment and I listened. And she said, there are a lot of questions right now among you. And now I I can't tell you whether she meant among you is the receiving school people or humanity. I I don't know. And I can't go back to that moment and question her because I was Deep in the middle of a reading. So I couldn't stop really and have this private conversation with her where I might have pushed back on her a little bit more for clarity. But she said, There's a lot of question among you about what you should be doing right now. And she put the should in quotes, you know, what's, what is the right path to be taking? And she said, You, you need to focus on your. Immediate unit, and she used that word "unit," which I found fascinating because it's not a word I use in my own personal vocabulary. My even when I'm talking spiritual concepts, I I don't use that word. But she kept saying "your unit," and you have to decide who your unit is. Your unit may be you yourself, or it could be you and your immediate family. But it's it's your immediate group, like your tight tight immediate group you must focus on you and your unit only right now. And she just insisted that and and she just left it there. She didn't really expand on that beyond that. But again, that was so fascinating to me because I have found myself getting some, what's called compassion fatigue, where I've been spending a lot of time during the day because we're doing fine, you know, in general, compared to many, we're doing very well in our own household. So I've been more spending time thinking about what can I do for others? What can I do for others? What can I give? What can I share? That she was saying, no, bring it in, bring it close to home, really, really focus close to home. So if that's been a question on your mind, like what can you do right now? The energy for this week, at least, is to focus on your unit, what needs to be addressed in your unit and focus there. And again, just to me, this is so fascinating because it kind of goes against what I think I was feeling I should be doing. So those are the messages, the highlight reel of the messages I've received from coronavirus. Now, if you're wondering how you can get your own Messages. Oh, and then there was one thing I did want to share. So, where she, sh- so like a couple of weeks ago, showed me the the soul of her, sort of separate from the matter that was coronavirus. She is now very close to the earth plane again. And she did say each time, The destiny is love. The destiny is still love. The destiny is still love. And at one point in me questioning her, well, I was worried that. You know, there was still this journey that she was hoping humanity would take that we really didn't seem to be taking fast enough. She did assure me the journey is still, the destiny is still love and you are still on the journey and the journey is fine. That doesn't mean that it's easy for all, but that it really is going in the direction for the highest good. You know, there's been a lot of conversation about all the amazing things that have happened because of this isolation in terms of mother earth and you know family time and and different aspects of this that are really beautiful and really amazing i mean we've had them in my own household and i'm deeply grateful we have a ton of wildlife that exists in our back behind our home because we have we run along a neighborhood that has Un- every property has undeveloped land that attaches to itself. So there's a long, long area of undeveloped land. And at night, if we sit out there quietly after the lights are out, we used to be able to hear that wildlife. And what's crazy is it's, it's out there now just all the time. We have a fox that just hangs around and sort of looks at us and a bobcat and anyway many animals so we're seeing right here in my in my immediate area i see the positive changes that are being made or or happening but i want you to know as a fellow human and someone who also is concerned for you know the psychological health of a person because i think that sometimes the spiritual conversation ignores mental health challenges that can't just be left over with some positive thinking. I want you to just, I really want to encourage you to stay wherever you are and process what's happening for you. And don't try and jump to appreciating all of these beautiful changes that are happening. If, struggle is happening for you and it's and it's causing you pain. It's important for you to take care of that first. What's most alive for you and receive that and work with that and get the help you need around that if that is the case because that's your journey and your journey is just as sacred as, you know, the fox in my backyard and the journey of Mother Earth and the journey of humanity. Your unique individual journey is just as sacred. And the divine loves you just as much as the divine loves any other human and being and creature and this planet. And so you deserve the love and attention, you know, by you to you in whatever form you need it. And if you are feeling like you'd like to connect to coronavirus, you know, the answer is it's very simple. There is no trick to what I do. And that is to just get yourself quiet and then ask for who you want to speak to. So if it's coronavirus, ask for coronavirus to come and talk to you and ask her a question. You may perceive and, and experience the virus as a masculine entity and because I've heard from other people since then that that's the way they're experiencing it. And that's fine because there's, there's masculine, feminine in everything. Just know that you're doing it right. If what you're doing is quieting yourself and asking, and generally the thing that gets in the way of being able to cure those answers, because I truly believe everyone's got this gift is that there's parts of you that you haven't let in those parts of you. If you're denying emotions of yourself or desires or any of that, that will block your ability to hear these deeper this deeper knowledge or tap into this soul voice that you have access to. Because until you hear your full self, like until you let all of yourself into you and allow it to have your attention, you won't be able to put your attention somewhere else. So I hope that this was helpful. Certainly if you have questions, you're welcome to email me, patty at pattylennon.com. I'm always happy to hear from you and What I wish most for you right now is peace and well-being and love. Thank you. Hey, thanks for listening. And if you know someone who needs to hear this message, please share this podcast with them. And if you're feeling really generous, I'd love for you to leave us a review on your favorite podcast app. It helps us reach many more people and it fills my heart with so much joy when I hear what you had to say about what you heard. I am cheering for your success. Have an amazing day. This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM network. Sound Advice FM, women's voices amplified.